much for having me. Please take your seats. Thank you, worship team. That's a nice new screen. I haven't been here since then. I like screens because I use slides. Everybody knows that. Uh, I feel part of the family here. Uh, Pastor Joe and just Giovanna, just great people. I haven't seen you since you've had your baby, so congratulations. Is she in the mother's room? I love generations in churches. Isn't it the greatest thing ever? You always tell the church, a church health, especially when we consult or advise, is how are they treating their generational ministries? You know, kids, youth, young adults, and, uh, and not just that. How are they empowering them to unlock and unleash their calling? Because uh, it's not just about turning up to church on Sunday and, and loving Jesus, and that is an amazing thing, but how do they take that love of Jesus out to the world they're called to? You know, and as I was talking to Pastor Mark this, uh, this last week gone, uh, we were talking about the focus of this month and this, and, and this season is the, the reaching out into your community and connecting with people, like taking your story, connecting someone else's story and going, what could God do in all of it? And so I'm very excited and, and I'll tell you why, because being able to reach the marketplace and being called to places and spaces that don't always have a cross on the door, it's part of my wheelhouse. It's part of what I do. It's, and yes, I, I pastor and I preach and I speak in Christian environments, whether it's churches or colleges or not-for-profits with a Christian foundation. But I'm also in secular all the time. I will speak at universities and, and lecture on culture and sustainability in their leadership teams for culture, or, of not-for-profits. Or I'll, I'll be speaking at the National Rotary Conference next year. And it's, it's interesting because when you have a clear calling and, and, and message or, or narrative and frequency, if I'm going to use that word a lot today, of frequency is God will take that frequency into places and spaces you're actually called to. It's not locked into one, one industry only, maybe. And, and one of the things I want to unlock today, and I felt even at, when we were at Warner this morning, is there is a frequency for supernatural breakthrough. But we need to know how to lock into that frequency to w when we go out, because you're going to go out tomorrow morning to your workplaces. Go, how do I carry this frequency without it being dumbed down or dulled or volume toned down and bring in the kingdom frequency everywhere that you go? Because there is a sound to the kingdom. And very often we can be, uh, we, we can be fire filled on a Sunday. But then when we walk into the workplace or we walk into our Monday, there's a frequency that just feels heavy. It feels confusing. So my background in communication and human behavior, we would, we would talk about advertising messaging. And one of the things we would say in corporate is you need a message that cuts through the noise because we get messaging constantly. And now with phones attached to that kind of listen to you when they're just sitting on the table and you were talking about, you know, I did. This is a true story. Alison and myself, my wife, I have two kids, 9 and 11, Elizabeth and Isaiah. And that you, they all know you. They, they love this church. And uh, they love Pastor Mark too. And, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, Isaiah once came with me. And he loves Pastor Joe. Because Pastor Joe took care of him when he was really little. I've been preaching with Emerge for like oh, nearly 10 years. Right? I remember I was saying to Harry when we were driving. I remember being preaching for you in the cinema. On the, on the wooden stages, remember, at the front? And uh, Isaiah came with me to a men's breakfast. He was little. 
it was like two or three. Pastor Joe just said, you can come hang out with me. He never forgets it because there was, he said, that's Pastor Joe. Pastor Joe, he played with him on, the, on, the, on the, all the equipment and everything down at Warner. And, uh, but Pastor Mark said at the end of the service, come with me and get anything you want from the cafe. <laughs> and that was it. It's like, you're going to merch church, Dad? Are you going to merch church? So I think he's going to come with me tonight. And uh, which I want to say to you, please be with us tonight. We're going to do a prophetic activation tonight for, I mean, and look, there's lots of different ways to say this, but I've been doing this for 12, 14 years, is you can call them spheres of influence. You can call them mountains of influence. You can limit them to seven or find your 10 or 12. But we're going to pray over industries tonight. Because I believe that there's a supernatural breakthrough coming where we need to redeem industries. You need to redeem where you're called to be, not just be redeemed yourself. Oh, I'm saved. Yeah, but is my industry, is the, is, the, is, the, is the health and welfare sector, is the NDIS sector, is the media sector, is the, is the business and, uh, and corporate sector, is whatever you might feel called to, what are you called to redeem supernaturally? That's part of your calling. This is why we're in this season. I was telling Pastor Mark on the phone. I said, I'm going to really love preaching for you this weekend because it's twice this year because I usually do it after summit. I'm still coming back after summit, by the way. But, but also, this is what I do for a living. Taking a Christian narrative and biblical pattern and taking it out, not attaching scriptures necessarily to it, but using biblical pattern to change the world. You know you can take a biblical pattern into your workplace without having to quote verse and scripture? Let's be released to be supernatural secret agents. But called to do something. So I said to Pastor Mark, I said, Pastor Mark, I've got more content than time. Which every congregation member loves to hear every preacher say. We'll have afternoon tea and then (laughs) we'll finish for the day. So I've tried to really bring it down. And then tonight, there's an activation for your calling. And I really, if you've got time, or, or actually not if you've got time, I think make the investment of time to come this evening and get activated in the place and space you're actually called to. Learn how to take authority over the ground you're actually called to take. Not passively, but take. And therefore, we're going to unlock some things this morning. But tonight we're going to pray over actual industries and lay hands on you for wherever you feel called to. So let me use this as a perfect example. I'm running through the, the, the bush where I live. I live in Mount Cotton, by the way. If nobody knows where that is, that's okay. It's about an hour and 15 minutes away. And, uh, and when I drive on the north side, I sometimes wish I had just a sticker on the back of my car that said, I'm from the south side, please be patient. Because we have motorways and stuff, and you have Sandgate Road. And I get confused which lane I need to be in, and, and Gympie Road and everything else. But I'm running through the, the, the bush where I live. It's near Sirame. Has anyone heard of Sirame Winery, that place? So I live just about five minutes something from there. And, and, and I'm trying to feel, solve this really big issue corporately for this business that I'm working with. And I just can't. So I'm praying in the spirit. You're a spirit-filled church, so I'm allowed to say it. And you believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, not an it, not a power, but a person. So I'm, I, I don't have English to pray because it's such a big issue. You just don't know how to articulate sometimes. I'm praying in the Spirit and I'm running through the bush. I've got a big black Labrador called Max. 
We call him Maximus Black, and you know, he's from Maximus Bear because he literally is a bear of a Labrador. But he still thinks he's a little puppy and jumps all over you like that. So we're running through the bush. He's my prayer buddy. He hears me pray more than anyone else in the family. And I'm running through the bush. I'm really trying to solve this problem. And the Lord gives me a biblical pattern. I see visual, visually. So he gives me this biblical pattern. And I'm trying to solve this issue. And he says, what did I say was very good? And I'm a third generation Christian kid. So I kind of know that answer. He goes, I, and I go, well, it was the human being. It's the only thing he said was very good. Everything else was good, but the human being was very good. And very good, and I'm, so I'm trying to unpack it, and, and I heard in the spirit it was because it's triune. It's spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. And when those three things converge, that's when it's very good. But I'm trying to solve this corporate problem I suddenly realized that even healthy organizations and healthy outworkings of your calling have to have a triune nature. It's spiritual, it's soul realm, and there's a body outworking of it. When I present this biblical pattern in outside, I speak to instinct, intuition, and intelligence. If you're writing notes, thank you very much for writing notes. There's instinct, intuition, and intelligence. If you're running, if you're going into your corporate marketplace and you're or education or whatever mountain you feel called to, sphere of influence, there is a very good factor that you are called to take in. And it's not just about you praying before you get to work. How does God actually clothe you and inspire you with the mind of Christ that unlocks the convergence? There's instinct, intuition, and intelligence. Let me explain it with the bottle of water. So if you've got kids, you'll know exactly what I mean. I don't really need this pulpit this morning. Is that all right? Where? I, thank you, Jack. So, if you've got children, I'll take this off. If you've got children, you'll know exactly what I mean. So, if I put that there, Joe, you'll understand this very soon. When you go to a restaurant, that gives any parent anxiety, especially if it's Coke and you're wearing white. But instinct says, if you knock it, I'll catch it, right? If I knock it, I'll catch it. If I'm close enough, I'll catch it, or at least react to it instinctively. I haven't thought about it. It's just there. That's instinct. But intuition, especially if your child is sitting there with their elbow very close to it, intuition says, I do it with adults too, by the way. If you're sitting too close to your drink, your elbow's really close. I'm so sorry. That's intuition. Intelligence just puts the lid on it. Now, you need all three to converge. You need instinct. Like, if, you, if intelligence actually does put the lid sometimes on things that need to be, because you can't drink with the lid on. So, but it is intelligent if you put it in context. So, you need instinct, intuition, and intelligence, and this is the convergence of a biblical pattern over your outworking in the marketplace, in your, in your spaces and places you're called to. Not everybody is called to work at a church seven days a week, and, and that's okay, but, even, but the, I don't become two different people tomorrow. I'm not the preacher on Sunday, and then I go become secular Andrew on Monday. I'm the same person. 
There's a freedom in being the same person. There's a freedom in being able to say, I can quote scriptures on Sunday, but yet use the same biblical pattern on a Monday. I just don't have to quote chapter and verse. The same thing, instinct, intuition, and intelligence. It takes us from being reactive to creative. I'm a words person. I love words. But do you know that reactive and creative have exactly the same letters in it? Some of you don't trust me, so you're doing the spelling in your head. You're like, R-E-A-Z-D. Reactive and creative have exactly the same letters in it. The difference is, is the order. If you gave Gordon Ramsay and me the same ingredients, you'd have two very, very different results. We, come on, we have ingredients. We have the finished work of Jesus. We have the person of the Holy Spirit that fills us. We have access to the mind of Christ. Same ingredients. He's no respecter of persons. We have access. What do you do with the ingredients when they're given to you? Do you order them in a way that your whole life is reactive? Like, or creative? And from Genesis, we are actually created to be creative. In my organization, clarity is the number one word we bring. I had a guest speaker once, I was driving them around and he said, what exactly do you do? Which is interesting for most people. Because I trained in corporate, I pastored for years and years and years, I speak in churches and I partner with churches and yet I still do secular work. In, and it's all connected. He said, what exactly do you do if you had to sum it up? And I said, it's very simple. I'm the optometrist to a leader's vision. That's it. If it ever gets blurry, I know the prescription in the tools that we use from a leadership perspective to give you clear vision. Are you too short-sighted? Are you too long-sighted? Are you cross-eyed? I don't know. It's, there's so many things that can clear vision up. But you have to be creative in it. And our word is clarity. And if you take the middle letter, which is a C in reactive, and you move it to the front, which means I'm reordering the ingredients. Clarity moved to the forefront makes you creative and not reactive. And my hope that today, that by the time we finish, you'll be able to leave and have clarity to be creative in the outworking of your calling in your marketplace, in your, in your, in your schools, in your community, wherever you feel called to. Rather than reacting to the sound that is out there, Create the frequency of heaven everywhere you go. I was in WA recently and I was listening to the radio and I don't listen to the radio that often, but my Bluetooth wasn't connecting to the car. And I heard ad after ad after ad all about, all about inflation, the money issues we're going to have, all this stuff. And it kind of annoyed me because Taco Bell did this ad. And it said this, with inflation coming and challenging your purse strings, we've got a taco deal for you. You're using inflation to sell cheap tacos. I like Taco Bell, by the way. But if the frequency is constantly negative and you don't know how to supersede that frequency, you will always live in fear. 
to the point where you're buying tacos on the cheap. I hope you catch what I'm trying to say. What? The frequency we're living in is fear. A little bit of science behind it. When you read, when you read something, there's called a non-auditory response from your vocal cords. That when you're reading, so not only is it listening to radio ads, listening to the news, all that stuff. When you're reading, your vocal cords move at a frequency you can't hear, but it's coming into agreement with what you're reading. I thought that was going to impress more people. But, <laughs> but as you're reading, you, you're actually saying it, but you're saying it at a hertz no one can hear. So what kind of news do you read constantly? Or do you just like reading the gossip section about Megan and Kate and all that other stuff? Like, are we reading the word enough? Are we reading the promises of God enough to a point where even whilst you're reading it, you are designed to come into agreement with a frequency that you might not hear, but the spirit realm does. Everything, I was speaking with a sound scientist about this in Launceston. And uh, he gave me a tutorial on sound science in our drive to a couple of places. And he said everything on, the, on planet Earth ever created has a thing called a resonant frequency. Everything. The chair does, the pulpit does, the body does, everything. And he says, if I can find a device to match the frequency of that particular object and then exceed the frequency of that object, I can destroy it without ever touching it. I need to touch it. These walls have a frequency, the lights, everything. And if I find a device to match the frequency and then exceed it, I can break it. It's the same thing with the frequency of heaven in your calling, is you can step in with a frequency that feels like, that, that, that needs to exceed something, but if you come under a negative frequency, it'll control you. You go, where's this in the Bible? Let me show you. If we go to the first slide, I think I've got a clicker. Is that right? It's all good? Ready to go? All right. Is I want to present the frequency of breakthrough. And so I came up with, as Pastor Mark and I were talking, I had to come up with a prophetic utterance. I love Pastor Mark and Nina. Nina's on my board. She speaks prophetically and intercedes for our organization. She's been part of the journey in this whole thing as we've worked in and through the ministry and the marketplace call. But I had to come up with a phrase that I believe is prophetic for this season. Is that there is a sound of light that silences fear and unleashes the shout of a king. You go, how? Like, I, I pretty much had to slow down what I do every week and go, how do I do it? Like, if you're asked to speak at work or be present at a workplace, but then you've got to lead a connect group and all that stuff, you realize you don't have to become a different person if you're aware of the frequency you carry. So when people see you in the community, because that's what this focus is, what does it look like out there? They shouldn't see two different people. Do you know, because I'm a third generation Christian kid, there is a fallout of generational connection to Christianity because sometimes kids see two different people. Oh, mum's praising worship, dad's praising worship. Now, I'm not saying being real human, by the way. Like, I'm, I fight like anybody. 
my wife and I, no one is phlegmatic in our family. The dog, who's a Labrador, is the most chilled out person in our family. I have an intense wife. I have an intense daughter, an intense son. I'm intense. We all talk loud. And people think we're fighting, but we're not. We're loving each other really loudly. Sometimes disagreeing. In the love. But it's loud. Like everything's loud. Everything's intense. Doesn't mean that we're not real. We're not humans. We don't have faults. But when they see a systematic contradiction, that's when the world goes, I don't want that because you're, you're this person here, but you're not that person there. It's like I'm confused by the frequency. So in Genesis, God said, let there be light. It's the first sound ever made is the voice of God. Let there be light. John 1, that's a narrative of Genesis 1, where it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in him was the life, and that life was the light of men. And that light shone, shone so brightly in the darkness that the darkness could not comprehend it. Hold on, there is a sound of light that comes out in a word from God that confuses darkness. Can I ask you, if we're really honest, in a room this large, I guarantee you there are industries that you are called to that are actually filled with darkness. But yet you're called there and you don't know what to do with that because you go, I'm a Christian, I should be. But if you carry the frequency or the sound of light, you should actually confuse darkness. When God was hovering, so Genesis 1-2 is that the Spirit of God hovered over the waters and over, over the chaos and the destruction and all of that. He didn't match the frequency. He didn't go, oh, this darkness is pretty bad. Well, let me put it in 2023 in WA. Oh, this inflation is pretty bad. He took the frequency, heard the frequency, and exceeded the frequency with a solution. Because whatever you fight becomes your equal. And God doesn't have an equal. Like I said, I grew up in church, so you know, you get taught the opposite of black is white, the opposite, opposite of hot is cold. It's like, what's the opposite of Jesus? Everyone goes, the devil. That was not the opposite of Jesus. At best... He was an under, underperforming employee. He didn't meet these KPIs. There's a frequency that when you're called, and, and, and can I be, uh, let me be vulnerable for a moment. I walk into places and sit in boardrooms that I'm not welcoming. In industries, I don't even know how God got me in the door. But I'm reminded very quickly by particular people who carry a frequency of darkness that turn around and go, we don't want you here. No, 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 to my face, out loud. Now, I'm not like, you know, I'm usually one of the youngest in the room. I am older than probably what you think, but I am still one of the youngest in the room. I'm usually one of the only people of color in the room. And it's not like I'm the tallest person. It's not like my stature intimidates anybody. Oh, but if you know you carry a frequency, they can say whatever they want. But if God asks me to be in the room, I'm staying in the room because their frequency has to submit itself to the frequency of Jesus that lives within me. Why? Because the Word became flesh. 
the, the frequency has to look like something. The frequency becomes flesh. And so when it says, let there be light, this isn't just about like the sun that is in our sky. It, this is a person. Because our sun is just a star, a big one, but not even the biggest. Just ask Louis Giglio, what's indescribable? And they, all our stars were created on day four. Oh, but this is a person. Let the one who is light shine. And so when we get put in places in our community, be bold enough to not be reactive, but rather creative and have clarity on your frequency that you're called to. And so I am called to fill this place with light and love and leadership, regardless of what the person says in the room, in the boardroom, whichever place you might find yourself in. If I'm called, I'm staying. Because I carry the superior ecosystem and the superior frequency in the room. No, but let's be real. Let's be real. If you have an inkling or a trigger for rejection, then you submit the Jesus frequency to the frequency that's coming against you. Which leads us to the silencing of fear. It's one thing to be very aware that you bring light everywhere that you go. And to that, I say yes and amen. Like, so you, you bring in this frequency and, and you're confusing darkness. But when you have a sound of fear that lives within your narrative, what do you do? One of the, the, in 1 John 4, 18, which is on the screen, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. The following verse says, Because we love him because he first loved us. So our love for him is directly connected to how we believe He loves us. How He loves us is not connected to how we love Him. But actually how we love Him is directly connected to how we believe and receive His love for us. When the disciples were in the storm and He said, they woke Him up saying, don't you care, we are going to drown. He rebukes them for having no faith. Which is interesting because Faith to me is waking Jesus up. <laughs> Jesus, we're in trouble. I can't find you. You're asleep. I'm going to get you into my situation. Who's ever needed Jesus in their situation? Come on. We need Jesus in our situation. So by faith, I, I, I try to bring in a spiritual element. I try to bring in light. But it's not just about bringing Jesus into your situation because you believe he has the power to fix it. Because he rebukes them for having no faith. Faith in what though? Because they believed in his ability. But the lack of faith is found in how they woke him up. Saying, don't you care that we are going to drown? Let me put it this way. Don't you love us enough to save us? He wasn't rebuking them because they believed in his ability. I can believe in Jesus' ability every single day. But do I believe he loves me every single day? Because that'll determine when I'm out there and someone's rejecting me, an industry is rejecting me, the board chair doesn't like me in the room because the owner brought me in. And they all think, if I walk into a room, I'm just being honest, when I walk into an office, I get two reactions. Either yes, or, oh Lord. Because <laughs> either I'm going to catapult them into scaling and growing and building healthy culture and teams, or I'm going to change some stuff. Because I believe in bringing out kingdom patterns in places. And they know they can't hide in the margin anymore because I bring clarity to everything. Why? Because it's biblical pattern. 
instinct, intuition, and intelligence. Converge all three of those, and trust me, whatever's dark is going to come out. Because it can't survive in an ecosystem of kingdom and forward thinking and vision. But if I have a rejection issue and I'm coming into where God's called me to be, everything I'm doing is reactive. I hope they like me today. I hope that I have given up clients. I have lost clients for dying on the hill of integrity because I refused to agree with where they they wanted to go. Because I couldn't. Because the frequency of where they were going was wrong. So I had to pull out. But, 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 But there's inflation, Andrew. And? I don't live according to that economy. And I know that might be really tra- I'm not. I, for the record, I'm not living in fantasy world either. I can acknowledge there's stuff going on with inflation, all this other stuff. But the frequency of where I live and what I have access to supersedes that. Let me talk about the power of resonant frequency really quickly. Think about it. The children of Israel marched around a wall for days, big wall, big bricks, and somehow, supernaturally, with no technology, they couldn't ask a calculator, what's the calculation of the resonant sound of the walls of Jericho? They couldn't talk to chat GPT asking, what am I going to do with it? No AI could fix this. It was a supernatural access to something scientific. They shouted at a frequency that brought the walls down, matched it, and then exceeded it. That's supernatural. They could have said, oh, look at the walls. I guess we won't get to Taco Bell for our cheap tacos. Oh, no, but there's, there's a frequency. What do you believe about this generation? What do you believe about this region? Because there'll be people saying stuff about this region all the time. But are you going to match it, come under it? Is it your equal? Are you going to start a Facebook group? Oh, it's so negative and so bad. We really need to fight. No, whatever you fight becomes your equal until you realize the frequency that you're operating at another level. Do you realize that the exchange rate of your prophetic utterance should beat whatever the world is trying to give you? Think about it. And, and Joe's my buddy. Think about how we speak over our kids all the time. And I think, I know you prayed over your, your little baby over time, over, over. We used to pray over our kids while they're in the womb because we'd speak words and a frequency and I'd prophesy into their life like every single day. I still do. I'm a word of faith. I know I'm Pentecostal, but I'm like word of faith confession kind of person. I pray in the Spirit and I make my daily declarations. I, I promise you, I will declare in agreement with what God has said over my family. We will not have and we will have. Because I have to come into agreement with the yes and amen that God has given my family. Oh, oh it's no, 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 no. It, 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 we'll just, we, we, we love Jesus, but we'll just see how we go. There's no how we go. There's no let's see how we go. Let's see. No, no, no. Declare it. Find the will of God and the promise for your family and start agreeing with it. Don't settle for a lesser frequency than the best that God has for you. I hope I'm speaking to some people this morning. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. That's why Jesus, when they're in the boat and they're in the storm, he says silence. And then he stills the storm. You know, he rebukes the storm because it wasn't a normal storm. He rebukes it because it was spiritual. Sometimes we need to silence the sound of fear. Now, how do you do that? Because 
We silence the sound of fear, not by warring against the sound of fear, but by living at a frequency of love, perfect love that silences it. So I can be in rooms that don't like me and not trigger rejection. Now, it's hard work. And every now and then, I will go home. I have, a, I have this glass, like, cake, like, cake, like bottle kind of thing, uh, container, because I'm a words person, right? I couldn't find the word. Uh, I have a container, and uh, it's got, like, peanut M&Ms and Maltesers in it. Every now and then, it, like, drops, like, after a really hard day. Because every now and then, my coping mecha- mechanism isn't Jesus. It's Maltesers. And, uh, and my kids will come home uh, or they'll walk past the cupboard. And my little girl, she's just the best. And uh, she's nine. And uh, when she was three, she grabbed my face like this. And she said, Daddy, if anyone ever hurts you, I'm going to bite their face off. <laughs> Every father that has a daughter says, yes. <laughs> Amen. Don't you ever change. You'd be savage like that for the rest of your life. She walks past it. Oh, Daddy, you had a hard day. <laughs> hear, hear me. We are, we're, we're, we're human beings in a sacred narrative. We have our Malteser days. But I can't live there because there's a frequency there. I get up the next day, I say my declarations over who God's called me to be, who my family's called to be, and I walk into the next meeting with the next industry, with the next kind of space I have to live in because perfect love casts out all fear. And the moment I give up is the moment the negative frequency wins. I refuse to believe something that isn't in line with God's word over my life, and neither should you. I want to encourage you this morning that when you're called to be the outreach voice out there, don't settle for less than what God's called you to be in and do. So many of us could give up early, but it's the resilience of the sound and the frequency that gets us up every morning. It's like a parent that knows you could be anywhere in a shopping center and you hear your kid crying out. It's not because they're just a child that you like. It's because somewhere in your your makeup, they were designed to resonate with your frequency. Parent instinct is a real thing, by the way. Psychologically evidence-based proven. You know how you just suddenly do something, you catch your kid before they fall? That's an actual thing designed by God. Ever met people for like the first time, second time, very like not for long, but you feel like you've known them forever and that you say something on your way home. I just resonated with them. You ever had that statement? I just resonate. It's because there's actual frequency. It's like spirit to spirit. There's no fear in love. Romans 8 would talk about, you know, the bondage again to fear. The bondage again is when we live one day where we believe God loves us, believe it, receive it, take that, take that fearless nature into our Monday. But then Tuesday comes up and we go, does God like me today? Did, he, did I do enough for God love, to love me today? And the breakthrough is this, is he loves you every day and you need to receive that. 
For perfect love casts out all fear. So it's not just about believing that Jesus can do something with you through his power and ability where you're called to go. It's also about he loves me enough to put me in places where I need to stay to transform. And he's going to give me the authority to do so. Because it's not like he just silenced the storm and then took them out of the boat. He silenced the storm. He calmed the storm because there was a frequency of fear. And I have used this example before, but it's worth repeating. In World War II, there was a strategy called the Blitzkrieg done by Hitler, like by the Nazis. And what they would do is they would fly planes over regions that they would want to occupy, and they would play this high-pitched sound. And that high-pitched sound conditioned everybody to living in fear and freezing because there's fight, flight, and freeze. And they would, they would freeze in fear and not fight the Nazis back. They didn't even have to do anything. They flew over with a high-pitched sound. Why is that? Because fear has a sound and it brings out a better reaction. And that sound over you could be a family sound that's dealt down generations. Or oh, we never make money in our family. Or oh, we've never owned property in our family. Or oh, every time there's a recession, we lose. Every time. When I was in, I was in a, a, a city in North Queensland, and I remember sitting with some civil leaders in the, in, in the, in the council and in the, the government, and they were saying, oh, we are the second largest Centrelink recipients in Australia, and there are people four generations that are on welfare. Now, I'm not saying that's, that, that people, we don't need it. I get the help, and I'm glad we live in Australia. I'm blessed that we live in Australia. But four generations, you know what that means? Because I challenged it back with some Indigenous leaders. I, do you know what that means? It means that great-granddad has never had a job, and his great-grandson doesn't know how to apply for one. There's a frequency in their ecosystem that says we don't look and break the frequency to do something greater. So they just survive and not thrive. Bondage again to fear. The bondage again is, does God love me enough to bless me? To release me? Let's go to the next slide. Oh, I've got the clicker. The shout of a king says this in Numbers 23. The Lord is God is with him and the shout of a king is among them. Let me give you a little bit of the, the background. The story is there's Balaam and he's the guy with the talking donkey. He's ever heard of that story in the Bible? People go, the Bible is weird and I'm a preacher. I'm meant to say no, but it is sometimes. It is sometimes. It's where Shrek got the idea. Even Shrek's biblical pattern. You got Balaam and Balak. Balak is the king of Moab trying to destroy the children of Israel. He's intimidated by them. Why? Because they're, they're free and they're about to take their promise. When you're free and you're about to take your promise, go out to the land that you It still has giants, but it's a promise. Your industry has giants, but it's your promise. Like, I love tertiary education. Do you know how many giants live there for me? But it's my promise, and I keep going at them. I sometimes eat M&Ms and Maltesers, but I keep going at them. Why? Because there is a generation that needs a biblical worldview that transforms their intellect into intellect, intuition, 
and instinct that is spiritual and biblical. Not just, I'm smart, <laughs> good for you. But oh, what if we could find people that went to these places and learned biblical pattern that blessed their family and their children's children's children. But your promise sometimes has giants and then you eventually take out the giants. That's fine. But you've got to know, do you have a shout in you? Maybe not a physical one, but there's a sound of light. There's perfect love that silences your insecurities and your fear. And then you ask yourself, do I have a shout? So they're going, they're free and they're about to walk to their promised land or they're getting to their promised land in the journey. And Balak doesn't like them. So he hires a prophet for hire, like literally goes, I'll pay you money to curse them. And so he says to Balaam, um, what do you need? So Balaam says, I need you to take me to a high place. Who knows the enemy wants to curse you from a high place? Because we know when they're down here, we can deal with it. But it's, up, it's when it's up here that's the issue. So, and that's why we're going to tonight, at Warner, when I'm there, we're going to prophesy and speak into industries and in what we call mountains of influence. We're going to pray for your mountain of influence because it could be the place you're called to go. Don't, don't, don't try to escape. Occupy. Take the land. Be like Caleb if you're older in the room. Be like Joshua if you're in the room. Take the mountains that God has promised you. And so... Balaam says, can you put me on a high place and pay me a whole heap of money? <laughs> and then I'll curse them. Balak goes, okay. So, and, and notice this, he doesn't want to go to war with them. I want you to, you need to see the sequential nature of this. He doesn't want to fight them because he'll lose. He just wants to release a frequency. Come on. He just wants to release a frequency that destroys them internally. Because if you believe you're cursed, you will live as though you're cursed. If you believe the sound of a radio ad, you'll live by it. Better buy all those tacos. Actually, got Taco Bell up the road. I like Taco Bell, by the way. I'm just not going to buy their cheap tacos because I'm against that frequency. But what, do you get what I mean? He didn't want to go to war because he'd lose. The enemy knows exactly the same thing. He doesn't want to go to war with you because he knows that he'll lose. But if he can release an inferior frequency to the frequency of Jesus in your life and you believe it, he's already done it. So he tries to get Balaam to curse them. If I could have the worship team up, please. He goes, he tries to get Balaam to curse them. So he gets to the high place and he goes, I bless them. Goes on a couple more times. He goes, uh, then Balaam goes, no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Just, um, just pay me some more money and take me to another high place and I'll curse them. So he gets to the next high place and he goes, I bless them. This goes on and on and on. And then eventually, eventually, he turns to Balak and he says, I cannot curse them. Because God has blessed them and I cannot reverse it. Hold on, hold on. He has, they weren't singing blessings as they were walking by Moab. No, there was a frequency in them that was blessed. Then he eventually says this, Balak says to Balaam, look, shut up. 
I'm don't if you're not going to curse them at least don't bless them why because when Balaam someone who was evil tried to tried to curse them a blessing came out of his mouth and into agreement with what God has said over them can I encourage you when you walk into your workplace Monday when you go into where all the spaces you're called to please understand there are moments and times where people that try to curse you are going to bless you because there's a blessing and they cannot reverse it. Then it says, because the Lord is God is with him and the shout of a king is among them. You do know that Israel never had a king then. There was no king. The first king Israel ever had was Saul. What capital K? What is this shout of a king? The shout of a king was the Jesus frequency in them because there's really only one true king and this shout of a king they didn't need to raise a weapon nothing they they had a shout they had a shout of a king let me put it this way a frequency of Jesus that was so strong and so blessed and spoke blessing over them. That even when the enemy tried to come in with a different frequency, when he tried to come in with a curse, it was so strong it could not be reversed. So strong it could not be reversed. And so today, over your calling, out in your marketplace, in where you're called to be, may you know the sound of light that you carry that confuses darkness. You should confuse people where you work in a good way. You should silence the fear of your insecurities by believing and receiving God's perfect love for you. And finally, realizing that when you walk into places that even potentially try to curse you, it's illegal under your new blessing because there's a shout of a king among you. Why don't you stand up to your feet and let me pray for you. I was so excited about this weekend. You got to understand because when Pastor Mark called me, and said, this is what we're believing for. I said, oh, let me in on it. Because this is what we do every day. I feel you. I know the feeling of going out the doors, turning up on Monday and going, God, I hope you bring out some light today. Why don't you close your eyes and let me pray for you. And I'm going to declare prophetically that today is the day of a new frequency for your life. That what you resonate with will bring light. What you resonate, the frequency of Jesus will silence fear. Not just because you believe He can do miracles for you, but actually because you believe He loves you. And finally, releasing a shout of a King that blesses you, meaning you cannot be cursed and that blessing cannot be reversed. Lord Jesus, we come before You and we thank You for Your mighty love for us. We thank You that in the beginning, you were the light that fills our life and confuses darkness. That it's your love that sets us free from insecurity and lies of the enemy that try to perpetuate themselves over generations. Actually, just in that space right now, with every eye closed, if you believe there is a generational lie over your family, would you just raise your hand? I'm the only one looking. I'm going to pray and I'm going to cut some things off right now. Because I actually feel it in the Spirit. 
that there are some things right here and right now that need to be cut off in the Spirit. Father, right now, we just thank You that the generational lies of the enemy that have tried to come in like the Nazis, the Blitzkrieg, and play a frequency every time. And I see this over people. Every time you're about to have a breakthrough, there's a frequency that cuts it off. So right now, we speak to your breakthrough. We thank You, Lord Jesus, that it's Your finished work that cuts off that frequency, that it, that, that, that frequency went to, went to hell when the, at the cross, Lord God. We thank You, Lord Jesus, right now, that that frequency was nailed to the cross and taken on. But when resurrection power, Lord God, we speak a new frequency into these family lines. Over these families right now, we thank You for resurrection power, resurrection reality. There is, there's a, there's a, I just want to, over these families right now, these generational lies, death does not have the final word. Resurrection does. If there's sickness in your generation line, you cut it off right now. May today be that day. If mindsets and poverty spirits, we cut that off right now in Jesus' Name because that's a lie. And there's a frequency that supersedes that, breaks it, pulls it down because it's perfect love that casts out all fear, not allowing us to be in bondage again to that fear. And finally, Lord Jesus, we thank You that it's Your shout in us that is a shout of blessing. It's a shout of covenant promise. It's a shout of yes and amen. It's a shout. And in that shout, it reverses curses. It reverses frequencies that try to come against us, to distract us, to destroy us. And there's a shout that commands. Everybody say commands. Say one more time, say commands. Commands a blessing. Commands a blessing. Lord, over every person here, their families, and even I pray for your unborn grandchildren, that there is a lineage of grace. There is a lineage of blessing. There is a lineage, Psalm 105 verse 8, says a blessing for a thousand generations. So Lord, right now I thank You for the shout of a King to be in our generational lines, even our unborn great-great-grandchildren. There's a shout in their DNA because there's a blessing over our families. And may this be our frequency of breakthrough. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for having me. I pray you walk in a fresh freedom. Thank you so much, Pastor Jack.